Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Adams, mindset coach, entrepreneur, and manifestation enthusiast. I am obsessed with supporting you in living the life of your dreams. Each week, I'll be providing you with a quick bite of mind food so you can live the life that you were put on this planet to live. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful, and welcome to another episode of the Mindful Babes podcast. I am so excited for today's conversation, for today's episode. You are going to absolutely love it. I have Kristen Wanch, conscious wealth expert, on with me today. And a little backstory on Kristen she is an ex trader with an MBA in finance. She has personally paid off $100,000 in debt in just a few years, and she's built multiple global businesses from the ground up. She's the founder of Women's Money Mastery, a 12-week transformational program that teaches women the end-to-end roadmap for soul-aligned financial freedom without hustling. Amen. She believes that money is a dance party, which I absolutely love. She plays in the space of limitless possibility, and she teaches her clients to do the same. Kristen's approach is blending spirituality, mindset mastery, and money management, and fundamentally changes the way that women relate to wealth. We need more people like Kristen. I'm so excited for today's conversation. Welcome, Kristen. Thanks for coming on. So good to be here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes, you are welcome. So I would love to dive in. This is something that I love whenever I have a guest on the podcast is you know, to really hear about your journey. So, you know, you are this expert in wealth and mindset and spirituality. And I know that, you know, I follow you on social media and you add so much value to the world. I know that you've helped so many people and I would love if you could share a little bit about your journey. How did you get to this place where were you always an expert in wealth? I'd love to hear a little bit more. Yeah. So no, I wasn't always an expert in wealth. I, All of the work that I do now is definitely built through my own experience and my own failures and my own mistakes and my own learnings along the way. And so it has been a ride and a really interesting one. I, years ago, I spent years as a commodities trader. So I was working in Calgary, Alberta, trading power and and then crude oil. And so, you know, many points along my journey, I was making great money, like really great money, but I graduated from the MBA program, like over a hundred grand in debt. And so what I realized, and I didn't realize this as it was happening, but regardless of how much money I was making, I was never really making a dent in my debt. I was like always spending, you know, I was always spending as much as I was making. I was really just kind of treading water, even though on the surface, I looked very successful. And so I got laid off from, from my trading gig and it was really the universe, you know, when the universe sends you signs, taking you down a path that you're not choosing on your own. And it was just the, the lifestyle and the industry. It was all, it was just so out of alignment, mm-hmm. so out of alignment. And I wasn't seeing it. It was very toxic, all about how much money you make. And, and that took me down a very different path of entrepreneurship. And I started, you know, exploring the worlds of like actually being able to build your own business and, and having a real impact in the world beyond just making money. And I built a co-working space in, in New Zealand. So my, my travels took me there and I spent three years building that. And 
I realized through the process, that was when I really started going deep on the personal development and really understanding and unpacking my own mindset and really understanding all the limiting beliefs that were holding me back, all the patterns I had been running for years, all the things I had picked up from childhood that were not serving me at all. That was when I started to really like the very challenging process of looking at my own inner dialogues, my own inner beliefs and questioning, is this working for me? And through that process, you know, going deep on the mindset work was when everything changed for me. That was when I, you know, I was able to pay off my hundred grand in, in debt. I started really looking at my finances. I started really putting structure around what it took to create wealth. I began doing a lot of business coaching with clients, like strategies, always been my jam. And, and then hearing so many, I was working with a lot of women business owners and hearing so many smart women, like successful, amazing women say the same things to me. I'm not going with numbers. I'm not good with money. It's just not my thing. And I like, couldn't figure it out <clears throat> why these, you know, really incredible women all were saying the same thing and all had these really disempowering stories themselves about money. And then I began to look around and realize how much of our society just really programs these things in to women's minds about what they can and can't create. And we pick things up from, you know, whether it's our parents or society in general, these limitations. And that was, you know, when I began to build the women's money mastery program, which is the 12 week program that I run now. And it's, is very much, you know, the end to end roadmap for creating financial freedom, like make more money, get intentional about your spending and create wealth through investments. But the, the secret sauce, the magic in the whole thing is energetic alignment. Like what are you really aligned with? And also going deep on your limiting beliefs, like deep on your mindset and understanding and unpacking, like what is in your way? I could give you this, the picture perfect strategy, but you won't take any action on it. If you're running stories that are not helpful for you, if you're, you're running stories that tell you, I can't do it. It's not possible for me. No one's ever made that much in my family, all these things that hold us back. And so that's, yeah, the, the kind of long, long version of my journey is what landed me here today, living on the beaches of Costa Rica Ooh. and running, running the program <laughs> I do now. Yeah. I love that. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing more about your journey. And I have to say, I really love that you are so transparent about like, you know, I came out of my MBA program, a hundred K in debt. I feel like in the online space that you and I are both in, we see, you know, the celebrations of money made, money made. And the reality is that, you know, debt is common. And, you know, what, what isn't common is reframing our mindset around it. I feel like there's a lot of energy and stories and the way that society teaches us about debt and, you know, it can be a really big weight. And so, you know, I would love if you could speak into the way you view debt and the way you view what's available, like beyond debt, because sometimes it can feel like this, like what you said, you're like, I kept earning, but it's like, I wasn't making a dent in my debt. And so I know that there are people listening to this podcast who can relate a little bit. So I'd love to just hear you jam around debt and how you feel about it. Yeah. I don't think debt is bad at all. I think debt is a very powerful tool. So, you know, in my in my story, I just described there, obviously paying off hundred grand is no small fee and it, it doesn't happen overnight, but debt isn't bad, right? It, it gave me access to an MBA program that I wouldn't have been able to pay for otherwise, because I didn't have that much money in cash upfront. And so I think when you're thinking about any kind of a debt, any kind of debt, when it comes to whether you're taking on a mortgage, whether you're taking on student loan debt, whether you're taking on even a loan to pay for a business program that's going to, you know, accelerate your business by years, right? It's going to collapse time for you. Debt can be a very powerful tool because it gives you access to things in the present that you'd otherwise have to wait for. And so 
it's a powerful tool if you're using it for the thing, for things that are giving you a really great return. And you get to decide what that is. I'm not saying student loans are great and an MBA is good or you know, credit card debt is bad. I'm saying you get to choose consciously. Am I taking on this debt? for the purpose of getting me a return, right? Like whether it's that business program you're investing in or whether, you know, for me, for, for the MBA, the, the theory was that I, I invest the money now so that I have future potential that is far greater than what I would have otherwise. So you really want to be conscious about why you're taking it on and have a plan to pay it off. And that was what I didn't have for many years. It was very, this haphazard mess of like, I just, in, in my head, it was always just like, I'm just going to make more money and everything will work out. And I think that's one thing that people, a lot of, especially a lot of entrepreneurs just think in their head, if I just make more money, my money problems will go away. <laughs> if I just make more money, it'll solve everything. And that's actually not true. It, you, I have watched millionaires live paycheck to paycheck. So more money doesn't solve your money problems. You need to actually know where your money is going. You need to have a, a plan to pay off the debt. You need to know what your interest rates are on it and just make sure that they're as low as possible. So as long as you're comfortable paying it off and you know you have a plan for that and you know that you can, you know your debt-free date, if you want a debt-free date, then I think that's that's the really the best way to think about it. Mm, I love that. And what I'm really hearing is like intimacy, like consciously being in relationship with the debt, like you know, and, and what you said, and I've totally been in that thought process before, like, oh, I'll just make more money. And it's like, yes, like, you know, that gives you more options when more money is coming in. However, like you said, if there's not a conscious plan in place, if you're not intimate with like, well, what are the interest rates? Like, what is my plan to pay it off? It's like, it's going to keep hanging out there and it, and it can feel like that weight. So I love what you said about that. Yeah. <clears throat> totally. And it's, it's very much just about being conscious about what's coming in and what's going out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which that's been, that's been a fun journey for me and like working with an accountant. And that was something where, you know, on my personal money journey, it's like, I got to be really intimate. It's like, I love making money. And it's like, are we looking at what's going out? Are we looking at what we're keeping and all that? So that's been a really big, you know, point for, for me and my relationship with money. And, you know, I would love if you could speak into even like the relationship with money, because for me personally, and, and when I'm sharing this, I'm sharing this in the hopes that someone listening maybe can identify and know that you're not the only one who's thought this, but until I started doing the mindset work, you know, mindset work and really learning about how my thoughts and my beliefs were impacting money stuff. I didn't view money as something I had a relationship with. Like I didn't even think about that. And so I'd love to hear what your thoughts are about women and our relationship with money and some of the things that you see. Mm, that's a beautiful question and a really incredible insight for you to share. I think everyone's relationship with money is very different and it usually comes from childhood, right? We pick up the same patterns that we learn from our parents, right? So if your parents were constantly stressed about money, chances are you are too. If your parents were indifferent about money, chances are you are too. If you grew up in a, in a world where you always trusted that there would always be enough, we never had to worry about anything, that's probably your relationship with money now. And so these, these things can be repatterned for sure. And that's, you know, a lot of the work that I do and sounds like some of the work that maybe you've done, but for women, we, we tend to have this relationship with money of, we just don't need to worry about it. Like it tends to be, we, we're programmed from society that like, 
it's kind of, it's a man's thing or can be a man's thing, or, you know, it's just this intimidating space. Like women tend to be very avoidant of finances, right? Because we're not encouraged in the same way that men are. And so, you know, one of the, one of my favorite tools or favorite practices or rituals every week is a hot money date. So like sitting down with your numbers and grabbing a glass of wine or, you know, a coffee or a cup of cacao and sitting down with your numbers and really like, not only just celebrating it, but really getting clear on like, what do I get to do with all this money coming in? You know, you, you put a lot of intention and energy into making your money and then you get to plan, like, where does it get to go? It's not about being like sitting in a spreadsheet and having another chore at the end of the week. It's like, I actually get to use all this money to create my entire dream life, right? Like whether you buy a boat with it or whether you spend on vacations, whether you, you know, really just love luxurious clothes, whatever it is that really lights you up or even choosing your investments. Like that's where you get to see that all of the thing, you know, this tangible thing, these dollars coming in are actually going somewhere. And and I think that's one thing for women, especially as women don't connect typically to numbers, like women aren't like, they don't get lit up by numbers. We typically connect to vision and passion and like a feeling, Mm -hmm. right? So if you can connect to like this money coming in and the energy I'm putting into making it happen, I get to actually connect to my dreams and what I want to create. And like, you know, being generous with friends and family and taking people on experiences or, you know, supporting my children, like whatever it is you're, you get to do with that money. It's like, it becomes this, it's not just a number and a spreadsheet or in a bank account. It's like this visceral thing that you do have a relationship with. And it is fun. Like it's super fun. When I say money is a dance party, like I mean it. (laughs) Yeah. That's, I love that so much. I love what you spoke into about, again, creating that intimacy, like sitting down with numbers and stuff. And like, and I feel like that is such a powerful force to, you know, almost like motivate and inspire you to create more when you're connected to, well, what will I do with this money? And so the question that popped in for me or, you know, what, what is something common that you see with women who have the potential to be earning like way more than they are in this moment? Like, are there any patterns you see or any ways that you see women maybe subconsciously block themselves from having more money flow in? (laughs) Lots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lots, lots that I see and also lots I've experienced for myself. And so, you know, a couple things I'm, I'm actually running a masterclass in a couple of weeks and it's all around doubling your income without hustling. And one of the things that I see women two, a couple of things I see women struggle with a lot when it comes to mindset around money is the idea that if you charge a lot for your services or your products, you're taking from somebody else. Like it's this guilt around raising my prices. It's this guilt around, you know, having premium offers. It's this, it's this, it's an an internal belief that you're taking from someone else when you charge more. And I think a really important reframe around this is that you, your work and your products or your services, like they're such a gift. Like think about the last thing that you bought and how excited you were to buy it, right? Like Mm -hmm. what, what was the last thing you bought? Yeah. I mean, investing in the mastermind that I'm in with, with my coach. And like, I love when the payments come out every month, I'm like, (laughs) amazing. Because, and why are you so excited? Because of the ROI that I know, you know, it's not, I'm not paying for a program. I'm paying to expedite my success. And yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I had to do a lot of work around that too. Like getting excited about it. The return, I mean, you're getting a, you're expecting a tangible return from that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a financial return, but sometimes it's just joy, right? You think about buying, you know, a beautiful sweater or buying a car, like 
you get a lot of joy from the things that you're investing in, right? Or the services that you're investing in. So one thing we don't, we forget when we're on the other side of it, when we're receiving the money, we forget that we're actually giving a gift, like all of our years of experience, all of the, you know, the energy and intention we're putting into what we're delivering to our clients is magic. Like it's freaking magic. And so you're not taking from them by, you know, um, you're not taking from them when you ask for, when you take money, right? Like it's, it's a, it's an energetic exchange. And so I think that's one really important thing for people to remember is how, how that exchange is really important. And when you think about, you know, you value something that you pay a thousand dollars, like if you were to pay $10,000 for something versus $10 for something, you would value it in a very different way. And so again, as the, as the client investing more money is not, is not worse than investing less money. Right. I would rather, I would actually way rather spend $10,000 on a business coach than hundred dollars. I would rather spend more. I would want to spend as much money as I could possibly pay because my expectation is that I would get more than that in return. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing for women, I think around receiving, receiving money. And, and when it comes to, you know, the expansion of, of really, really stepping into a lot of, a lot of wealth. So, you know, whether you're aiming at the six or the seven figure level, like, if you think about, you know, aiming at the seven figure level, you know, your first million, if no one in your family has ever made a million dollars, you need to really get grounded and be comfortable with the idea of being a millionaire, the idea feeling into your body of like what it feels like to receive that much money. And a lot of women, and this is something I personally had to work through because no one in my family has ever made even close to that amount. And so me stepping into that really requires that I, I, create space energetically in my body to be comfortable receiving that. So there's all these dialogues that come up around what will people think about you or, or what will it mean for your relationships or family members, will they resent you? And, and not all of those have come up for me, but specific ones around how will it change my relationship with my parents? Right. And so just really getting, like, we think that we think that more money and more success is what we desire, but subconsciously there actually might be something holding us back because that, that expansion, that true level of success or, you know, financial success, right? Like we're talking in dollars now Yeah, actually might be scary, might be scary for the nervous system. And Mm -hmm. so really just doing the work on that to really rewire what it means to be really, really wealthy. Yes, totally. Like I agree with that so much. And one of the key words that you said was subconsciously, which means we're not aware of it. It's something that's, you know, happening without us consciously thinking about it. And so this is why, you know, mindset work is so important because we don't know what we don't know. We don't often walk around going, Oh, that's a limiting belief. Like, Oh, this is blocking me. We're like, no, this is the way it is. I can't make money or I it's too hard or I'm taking for somebody from somebody. So I would love to hear from you, Kristen, like, and I know that this is a lot of the like deeper work that you do with clients, but you know, how would someone, if someone is, you know, not making the amount of money they want to make, or they, you know, really feel like there's more available for them financially, whether they're in a career, whether they're working for themselves, like what are some of the places that they can start to really uncover what some of those subconscious patterns could be? Yeah, that is such a great point that you've made that one of my favorite, one of my favorite quotes that I heard at a Tony Robbins event that has stuck with me for months and months and months now is the problem with our beliefs is that we believe them. 
So simple, so, so good. <laughs> you just think about it. You're right, right? We, we go around <clears throat> operating with all these stories in our head, right? Our brain is always making meaning of the world, right? And so if we get bit by a dog, we start to believe that dogs are dogs are dangerous, right? And we, we believe in our head that that is the fact when really mm -hmm. it's just a reflection of our experience. It's just a story we have because we had one experience or maybe many experiences that all kind of add up to the same thing. So we start collecting evidence for these beliefs and then we just feel more and more like they're true. And so the very first step in, in any of this, and it's, you know, you mentioned, you bring up a good point is that these subconscious beliefs are really hard to see for ourselves. Like it's really hard to see your own blind spots, not impossible, but that's, you know, when I started working with my first coach, my first one-on-one -on -one coach changed my entire life because there's so many things I was lying to myself about so many things I wasn't seeing that she just brought up for me. And it was a very, it was a challenging process of really understanding like, whoa, these stories I've been running, like how much are they holding me back and how untrue they were. And so really getting clear on, you can, you can bring some of these to the surface yourself, right? So what are the things that you believe and what are the things you believe to be true about money? Like, what are the things you believe to be true about yourself? So what are some of the things like one of the processes we go through in my program is, is really anytime points of resistance or tension, or say you have anxiety about money, anything, anytime something like that comes up, really unpacking like what's happening here what are the things that i'm telling myself like writing them down what are the stories i'm telling myself like where is the anxiety coming from writing down all the things you're believing like i'm worried that my business won't su succeed or i'm worried that this client isn't going to say yes or i'm worried that this client just canceled and it means that i'm not going to be able to pay my bills this month like whatever that looks like for you all these meanings that you're making up these stories you have i call them fairy tales and then separating those, like, what are the actual facts? Like what's subjectively true and what are the stories? And then from that place, like when you're clear of, like you have to get, and this is the, this is the challenging part because we collapse the two. We think that the stories are the facts. Mm. <laughs> and so once you're actually clear on what things have I made up and what things are objectively true. So maybe what's objectively true is you had three sales calls this month and the story you've made up about it is that I'm not good enough, nobody wants me, and no, this offer is going to fail, right? So those two things are, are not the same. One's a story and one's a fact. Three sales calls means nothing. <laughs> it's neither good nor bad. And so getting clear on what are those stories and then creating with intention, what are the stories I want to be telling myself? <clears throat> so what are some more empowering and powerful stories? Like powerful stories about three sales calls this month that three people were excited to get on the phone with me, that three people like wanted to hear about my offer, that there are abundance of clients out there waiting for me. And all I have to do is, is be in alignment with them. That if I keep doing more of what I'm doing, it will eventually work out that I'm a, I'm a master of everything. And I'm capable of solving any problem that I'm the kind of woman that will figure anything out, that my success is inevitable, that I haven't learned this or done this before, but I know I can manage to figure out anything. Mm -hmm. So those are some examples you get to make up your own. Those are just, yeah. you know, some I've played with before, but you get to make up your own powerful stories. And the, the difference of taking action from the place of I'm a master of everything. I can figure out anything and taking action from the place of nobody wants me. I suck. Very different results, <laughs> very oh, different yeah. actions, very different results. And so that is the power of, of the, how subconscious beliefs, um, really dictate what your results are. And so the, this is a process, you know, with all my clients and even myself, every single day, I go through processes of this, of unpacking my own beliefs, right. You realize, and you'll start to, the, 
the power of this work is that you, it's not that you're ever free of limiting beliefs or that these stories don't come up. You just become quicker at recognizing them and quicker at shifting them and it becomes automatic. So I can see when my, when my stories come up and some of them I don't catch, but I can see them and I can shift them really easily now because they've, I've just done so many of these that action from that empowered place. Yeah. I love that so much. And I think what's super powerful about that is the lesson is, is that we're always making up a story about something and it's like, is the story serving you and getting you closer to what you want? So I love when you were going through all those examples of like telling a different story and it, it almost felt like affirmations. Like I even felt my chest, like physically, I felt like a, my chest almost like lifting, like I felt a light feeling. And so that's what's available, you know, for us, for, for anybody going through these processes. And I love that you said, Kristen, that you're like, I do this every day. Like this is, you know, and, and that's the thing, you know, like you said, the goal is not how do I never feel bad again? Or how do I never have a, a disempowering story? Or how do I like never not believe in myself again? It's about getting quick about recognizing. Cause you can probably, because of all the work you've done and all the clients you've worked with, you recognize you're like, Oh, this is, this is one of those stories. And so you, you know, take that time and space. Would you say like, do you like to journal? Like, how do you really like to shift these stories for yourself? Yeah, I think journaling is really, really helpful. So especially if you're new to this, it's, it's really powerful to write it down because getting it out of your head allows you to see it for what it is. And so often we're, we're running these things in our head and we don't realize, right. And so until we write them down, we don't even know that they're there because they are so subconscious. And so I would, I would definitely recommend journaling all these things out, especially in the beginning until you get more comfortable at recognizing what, what they are and and being able to shift them. And I think too, it's, you know, it's just like a muscle. It's like, it's like lifting weights at the gym, right? Like you, you don't go to the gym once and expect yourself to be fit. Right. And so it's falling in love with the process, right? Like you really, when these things come up for me, and the, and the difference, the difference between where, you know, I started when I started doing this work and, and me now is that I'm quicker at recognizing them, but I also have more, way more empowering stories running through my head than disempowering stories. Mm. Whereas before I had all of these stories running the show that were just not helpful. And I think it's really powerful or really important for people to know that you can make up any stories you want, <laughs> any stories you want. Like I have a post-it note on my door right now. My girlfriend laughed at this morning that says, you are a magical badass fairy unicorn. And it's like, am I a magical badass fairy unicorn? Well, I mean, maybe yes, maybe no, but the point is, is that a powerful thing for me to see every time I walk out the door? Right. And so you get to tell yourself whatever stories you want. It's, it's, it's asking yourself a question, like what is actually going to support me in creating the life that I really desire and creating stories around that. So definitely journaling, writing them down until it becomes more intuitive. I love that. And it's like, we're always affirming something. So, you know, it's like we, you can affirm I suck. No one wants to work with me. No one wants to pay me. No one can afford to work with me, like whatever story. And it's like, you're choosing to affirm that by repeating it and letting that be the the dominating thought. And so I love that you have that post-it note on your door because that's like the, it's almost like the reminder for you, because unfortunately we are programmed, you know, in, in the way we were brought up, everyone was brought up different, but a lot of the time it's like, we're programmed to have, you know, the positive thoughts aren't 
running the show. And so that's why we get to do this work because it's about, it, it's like consciously choosing to reprogram your subconscious mind. And so I love that, you know, it sounds like that's your cue when there's a disempowering story, you're like, okay, great. I get to journal and I get to remind myself of the story I want to create. So I love that you have that process. Yeah. What are some of the biggest uh, limiting beliefs that you've come up against or the stories that you've dealt with? Oh yeah. So this is like a big thing. I even was talking about this this morning with my coach. It's like around like ease and, you know, I have created a level of success because I've taken one of the reasons is I've taken massive action. You know, I sell, I talk about my services. I, you know, how help people, I have results and there's a lot that I've received from doing. And so one of the biggest things that I've constantly been moving through is like bringing more ease to the aligned action and knowing that it doesn't always come down to just action. Um, and something that you said earlier on the story of I'm bad with money, you know, that was me. Like I started getting into my journey with money when I still was in a corporate job and I started opening myself up to like manifesting money outside of my job, knowing that my job was just one channel that money could come from. And I had a lot of shame around, you know, credit card debt and my relate and like getting a paycheck and spending it right away. And that's when I really started to do the work. But one of the biggest stories was I'm bad with money. I can't be trusted with money. Like I have to work really hard to earn money. Like those would probably be the deepest programming that I had. Beautiful. Yeah. <clears throat> Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah. it's so common for women that this shame, this money shame that we have around money in general, like I've had, I've had Facebook events I've hosted and I've had women reach out to me saying, I don't even want to click going on the event because I don't want people to know that I'm attending a, an event to learn about wealth. Like that's how deep this stuff goes. And it like, honestly mm -hmm. broke my heart. I'm like, there needs to be no shame. Like there's no shame around any of it or whether you have debt, whether you don't have debt, whether you have no freaking idea what to do with your finances, everything is learnable. Like it truly, truly is. And yes. so there's no shame around any of it. It just means that nobody taught you. No one, we, nobody taught us yeah. this stuff in school. <laughs> you know, what was so interesting for me on my journey was it was that same thing where it's like, exactly. We weren't taught that in school. Like it wasn't, I didn't have conversations about money with my friends. And then with my parents, it's like, that wasn't the space to have empowering conversations around money. And, and when I started getting into personal development, I saw people talking about money and I saw successful people talking about money. I was like, this feels so good to talk about it. Like, I wish, why is this so secret? Like this gets to be commonplace. So do you have any ideas of like, why it's not talked about in society? Like, why, why do you think that is? I think, I think historically it just hasn't been a thing that women have been encouraged into. So that's why women don't feel very comfortable. Like for many, many years, like women weren't even working, right? Like they weren't, um, it was the man that would provide for the family, right? The man that would manage all the money. So it's only really been recently that women have stepped into their power in general around a lot, right? Like mm -hmm. still, we're all very much still evolving, uh, and I think, I think a lot of men do talk about money. I think there's a lot more space for it. I think as, as women, again, it's just this sort of societal programming that we just don't have space for it. And so I think for everybody listening, for every woman listening, like start having money conversations with your girlfriends. Like that is a beautiful place to start. Like start talking about what you're doing with your money, what you're investing in, like your portfolios, like all these things, because it's an exciting place to be. And that's, you know, 
honestly, one thing that has been one of the most surprising results, not, not one of them, but just some surprising results that have really come out of my women's money mastery program. And a lot of my students are that near the end of the program, they start to say things like <clears throat> my, my brother has been asking me about investing or my partner has been coming to me and talking to me more about money or all of my girlfriends now come to me as the go-to for like money advice. Mm -hmm. And it's this ripple effect of like, when you start doing the work, when you really start doing the work and evolving and sharing about it, it impacts everyone around you. So it opens up doors for other people to learn about it, for your girlfriends to really be on the journey, for other women to see the other women and men to see the transformation you've been on and really start exploring it for themselves and becoming masters themselves. And so that has actually been one beautiful ripple that I've seen because I know that for women, it's so important for us to have the impact, you know, for us to be impacting others. We really, really care about people. We're nurturers naturally. And so that is, you know, such a powerful piece of like you doing the work and you getting to share it really goes like it spreads so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's so true. And it's like, the, th the thing to remember is that everybody has a relationship with money. So whether you're talking about it with your friends, it's like they each have a relationship with money. And for a lot of people, I know I've spent so much of my life with my thoughts clogged, literally clogged around worrying about money, beating myself up about money, shame, like, and, and so many of so many people feel that way. Like it's rare that someone just never think like, Oh, never thinks about money. Like, Oh, it's just a detail. Like, you know, earlier on in your journey and whatnot. And so I think it's so important. Like you said, it's like, be the one to open up those conversations with your friends. Like it doesn't need to be this taboo topic or get yourself in spaces and places and programs and around people who are wanting to, you know, increase their wealth, who are wanting to feel empowered with money and, like you said, Kristen, it's like leading by example, like people will just naturally, they'll see you, you know, your confidence grow. They'll see, you know, your positive relationship around money. They'll see what happens when you're inside of a program or you're really consciously working on your money mindset and your wealth. And people will in their own time, they'll say, Hey, so what, where did you start with that? Like, Hey, like any tips? And it's like, you have the ability to lead by example, by choosing to transform for, for yourself first. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So, so powerful. So I would love to hear like, because I know that just from the, we've talked about so many great things so far, like what would you say for someone who's like listening to this episode and they're like, Oh my God, like, this is totally me. Like I've, you know, had these patterns or, you know, I really want to improve my relationship with money. Like, where would you recommend someone start like today, right now, like right this moment, where can someone start? And then even deeper, like, what are some steps that they can start taking? Yeah, I think the very first step and the easiest place to start is to just not be avoidant of it. <clears throat> and I know that sounds really simple, but we have all this, we tend to have all this fear and anxiety around our finances, around our money, because we, we don't know what's going on, but we actually think it's worse than it is. And so my, one of my clients, I remember thought she had $40,000 worth of debt and she, we in, inside the program, obviously you start looking at your debt and you create a plan for it. And she realized it was $15,000 lower than she thought. So that's like a $15,000 difference that she just had no idea because she had made it out to be so much bigger than it actually was. So I think just not being avoidant of it, you know, like I said before, having that hot money date once a week where you sit down with your money and you look at what's going in, what's going out and celebrating both, like celebrating the 
celebrating the money, every dollar you have that comes in, like really feeling deep gratitude for that. And also celebrating the money going out, like that you have the ability to afford the things you're spending on, you know, the people that you're supporting through the dollars that you spend. And so that's a really, really important piece of that. So that is definitely the first place I'd, I'd recommend people starting, you know, just having, you know, shifting your relationship with it, right? Like having it be a, a partnership instead of a, I'm avoidant of you. You know, if you were to avoid your, your husband or your partner, every day, all day. And you didn't want to even look at have a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, It's going to be very good or fulfilling space to be for either of you. So that's the, that's where I would recommend starting. And honestly, to go deeper, my women's money mastery program is just game-changing. It truly is. So do you want me to talk, talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. I'd love for you to share about it. And before that, I just want to comment and say that it is so powerful what you said around just looking at, you know, because it's so truly like we can make it bigger in our head. And it's like, you know, removing the emotion around like what it means to actually see the numbers, because I truly believe that once you're aware of something you can change in, it's the same way. as uh, I feel like it's the same thing of identifying like a limiting belief. It's like, don't you want to know what the friggin' like story is? You can change it. And so I'm sure that you teach clients how to like, you know, stabilize their nervous system and like, you know, be, feel like grounded when they're looking at checking on their accounts and all that. And so, yeah, I would love if you could share more about how somebody could take this work deeper with you through, through your program. Yeah. And and really leaning into it is it makes you feel powerful. Like, I think that's Mm -hmm. the, a lot of women's, you know, talk about feeling in control of their money. Like they want to feel in control, but it's more than that. It's like, you feel powerful, right? When you stop avoiding whatever the numbers are, you'd be surprised that when you actually know what you're, what you're dealing with and what you're looking at it, and you know that you're confident making decisions about it, you feel very, very powerful. Mm. So yeah, my women's money mastery program is an end to end roadmap for creating financial freedom, like soul aligned financial freedom, not from a place of hustle or from a place of, you know, I have to work harder and harder and harder. It's uh, crafting clear dreams is the first thing that we do in the program. It's, you know, getting super, super clear on like, what are those dreams not defined by society, but those dreams for you that give you butterflies. And then it's a very simple framework make more money, spend less money and have your money make money. So we walk, we learn about each one of those pillars individually. And so, you know, really getting clear on your income accelerators, like how to make quantum leaps, like what are those things that are really going to move the needle for you? Getting intentional about your spending, not from a place of restriction, but from a place of shifting out of like spending triggers, like those sales that you buy where it's not in alignment or, you know, fear of missing out or, you know, spending when you're bored or stressed or, and shifting out of that and into spending in a place of, this feels really aligned. Like this really lights me up. This brings joy to my life. This is, you know, really soul aligned for me and then creating wealth through investment. So really breaking down investing, like from the ground up, like in a very, the most simple way that you could ever hear about anything, assuming you had no knowledge of investing at all. And so it's, it's, we get started with investing inside the program. If you already have investments, we build on that portfolio. So it's really the power of investing gives you exponential growth. So it's, it is the, it is what creates financial freedom long-term. And it's something that a lot of people feel like is super complicated or super complex because the finance space makes it feel that way. And it doesn't need to be. So we break it down really simply. And then the secret sauce, the magic through the whole program is mindset. So, you know, really unpacking every time you try to take action on something, every time a limiting belief comes up, every time you run into a challenge or a block or a self-doubt or fear or worry or 
any kind of resistance, we unblock that and we, you know, dissolve those limiting beliefs. So we do a lot of work on, on the beliefs, um, which sets you up so powerfully in the long run. So it's that's just so huge. Magical. Yeah, yeah. That's so huge. And with mindset too, the ROI, it's like the things that you'll uncover with mindset inside of a program like this, instead of working with Kristen is like, you're going to be able to use those processes and tools for life for like so many different areas. Like it's so amazing. What would you say to a woman who is like feeling the pull toward a program like this, but she's maybe never invested in herself or she has fear around, you know, kind of like you said, where there was a woman who's like, I didn't want to check that I was going to like a thing about wealth. You know, if there's fear around investing in something like this, what would you have to say? I think there's always fear around investing. You know, I just, for myself, I just invested 40 grand in a, a business program, a mastermind for myself. And I had fear around it. Like there's stuff that comes up for me pulling the trigger on that much money in cash at once that I'm like, you know, there's part of me that's like, is it going to work out? You know, am I going to be the one that fails? And so I think you don't need to be, and this is true for anything, not just investments and programs, but you don't need to be fearless. Like, and fear, having that fear come up isn't a sign that there's something wrong. Mm. <laughs> it is a sign that you are expanding, that you are stepping into a place that you've never been before, that you are stepping into your next piece of growth. So every time you're expanding, wh- wherever that next level is for you, whether it's six figures or whether it's half a million or whether it's seven figures, like that point of expansion is going to feel scary. It's outside of your comfort zone. So that's a natural piece of it. So you get to feel that fear. You get to really touch into, is this in alignment for me? Does this feel like if this were, if everything were to work out, like if I were to really get what I wanted out of this, would it be a yes for me? Mm. And I think that's something to really ground into is if it, is my fear just the possibility that it's not going to work out? Which of course that's, that could be true of anything, right? Is my fear around, is this, you know, or is my fear actually saying this is out of alignment for me? And I, I think often the cases that people want, they feel like it's in alignment, they want it for themselves, but they don't trust themselves to get results. And so that is, you are capable of absolutely anything and you get to hold the fear and leap anyway. Yes. And just know that you're, know that you're held, know it's that you're so held. Beautiful. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And it's like, it is a really great way to build trust with yourself because it's like, you know, the phone call, the calls are there, the group calls, the homework, all that's there. And it's up to you to really lean in and create value for yourself whenever you invest. And so I love what you said around the trusting yourself piece, like investing in your growth is a beautiful, beautiful way to not only build self-trust, but also build confidence of like, I'm a woman who shows up for my investments. Like I'm going to do everything I can to create results. And it's just so expansive on so many levels. I could talk about it all day. I know, (laughs) you know, Kristen has invested a ton in herself and her growth as well. And, you know, really is beautiful. So if someone, you know, has question and and we're going to include the link in the show notes, you can click that, you can click Kristen's Instagram. How would you like people to move forward if they have some questions or if they want to chat with you a bit about the program or just in general, if they felt a connection from the episode? Yeah, just reach out to me on Instagram. It's probably the best place. I'm happy to answer any questions, not just about the program, but about anything. I love for women to reach out to me and just, you know, tell me what's going on for you. Where are you at? And, you know, what are you excited by? What do you really want to learn about? What are your, some of your challenges? And I, I'm launching my next round of women's money mastery, we're going to close in mid June. So I know this, this is probably coming out right before, uh, 
right before we close. So if anyone is interested, definitely reach out to me as soon as they hear. And even if we're after, after that date, if you're, you know, we're some point in the future and you're listening to this, then reach out to me because we'll be launching. We launched the program a couple of times a year. And so, and there's lots of free resources. I have, I think I've included that for your, for your guests is I have a free mini course called understanding money. So that's a great place for women to start to just break down. There's a wealth audit in there. There's, you know, the, I think there's the 14 most common limiting beliefs. So if people want to take this a little bit deeper and, um, and that's a, and also a really great place to start as well. I love that. And then do you work with entrepreneurs, women who are in careers? Like what type of women do you work, serve? Yeah, both. So both are actually a great fit for the program. It's, it doesn't matter where you generate your money from the principles apply to, to both. I think, mm. you know, my, most of the women that come in working with me are twenties, thirties, and kind of early forties. And just women that really want to get a master master of their money, want to feel confident in that space. So there's no requirement that you run your own business. It's yeah, we, we set you up. So beautiful. Well, thank you so much for today, Kristen. There were so many like value bombs in there and like so many just I, I just love talking about money because we all have a relationship with it and if we're just alone with our thoughts and not doing anything with it money can feel stressful money can feel scary and so this conversation hopefully you're walking away feeling lighter feeling less intimidated feeling excited and empowered and thank you so much Kristen for coming on and sharing with us Thank you so much for having me. And I think one thing I just really love to leave people with is that you can actually do anything like your limitations, the things that you feel like are limits in your life are, are really just stories in your head. And so really expanding the belief of what is possible for you. Like, what are those things in your life that you're not even giving yourself permission to dream about? Like you get to have those too. Like if anything were possible, what would you want for yourself? Yeah. That's such a beautiful, beautiful question. We don't ask ourselves that it's like, you know, that's so like beyond what we typically walk around thinking. So I love that. That's such a beautiful sentiment and such a great question. It's like, let yourself dream. Like you can have anything. I love yeah, that so much. Truly can. Thank you so much for having me. This has been yes, beautiful. You so have great questions. Yay. Amazing. Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I hope you loved today's episode and got some takeaways from the message shared today. If anyone in your life would benefit from hearing this episode, please be generous and share it with them on your story. Tag me on Instagram at the Mindful Babe. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review on the iTunes store. Your reviews are what keeps this podcast going, and I appreciate you so very much. Have an incredible day, babe.